Welcome to the family with LA Nick, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, Melissa Kirk, Andy Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Sounds like my talent on the piano. (laughs) Keyboard cat. Yeah. Yeah. Play it. Indeed. Do you, you know who this is? No. Oh. I have no just idea wait, who this is. Jackson. I want to break free. No wonder I've never heard of <laughs> 
to break I've free. I've never understood the attraction. I really? love Queen. I do too. I don't get High it. five, cross the table. It's <laughs> show tunes. It's not. I like. I like. No, there is some really good Queen songs. But as a whole, that's I'm not, not one of them. Not, that's not one of them, no. I mean, no. Bicycle. No. Was bicycle, it? Bicycle, 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 bicycle. <laughs> I want to ride oh, my bicycle. What's that? Uh, what's that? They do one really heavy song. It's like their best song, but nobody will play it. Really? I yeah. wonder what it is. There's a lot of them. No, no, one, there's only one of them. Galileo, Galileo. No, no. I'm like, oh, there's only God, one. Bohemian whatever. raps, and no. you have to like it. It's Bohemian. No, I don't. I, I already love your mother, and she's Bohemian. Yeah, that's by enough prox, for you. By proxy, your you mother. Where to, is she? She the painters. Oh, God. I know. Do you know that we had our sink redone in in uh, you know the bathroom I use to shave after the podcast? That, yeah, the one that yeah. she the sink broke. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the plumber came over and said, "I don't know who plumbed this, but they did a horrible job." Right. So you pay all of that money to build that house, and they do a half-ass job. And by the way, we only had to replace the sink because the electrician right, the light, the light broke. fixture in and <laughs> fell and cracked the sink. This is the song. This is the heaviest Queen song you ever play. Perhaps. Hold on. That's really good, man. <laughs> it is a great song. song. My favorite song. It's like the production of John Lassman. Over there. Like that. It doesn't sound anything like me. Stone Cold Crazy. Huh. It's the only song they ever did is was a full rock song. That must be a Brian May listen song. To, no, listen to, listen to him sing this. It's a pretty good song. It. it is their heaviest song, though. I hate it. It is their wow. seventh. Go crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> if you see it live, it's pretty good. Well, I'll just tell you something. I don't hate Queen. I just don't love them. Yeah, By I don't the love time them, I turned 11, I couldn't hit notes like that anymore, and I was 11 years old. What <laughs> does that tell you? You're just jealous. Well, but so. you like Prince, right? Mm, see, okay. I'm, not a, I'm not a big Prince fan. Prince is okay. Queen. I'm not I a big Prince fan. Prince. Prince. Yeah. I like Let's Go Crazy in 1999. Yeah. But they're, they're show tunes. It's not rock and roll. Yeah. It's not R&B. I, I, you know what I like about Prince? His guitar playing. Yes. That's about yeah, it. Was I'm, a not a good, I'm not a big fan of his songwriting. I'm a, good, I'm a big fan of his guitar playing. What People, I, well, I was going to say, what I like, though, about Prince songs is that if you really listen to the, the instrumental parts of his songs, you can hear every single instrument that is being played. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's... Fantastic! I'm a huge Prince fan, but I yeah. I'm also a huge. Prince Somebody's fan. phone's ringing. Not mine. Oh, oh it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. We have a listener. F-E-K. Tire Carver. Tire Carver. Hi there. Or as Queen would say, Tire Carver. Tire Carver. <laughs> oh yeah, that's much better. <laughs> oh yeah, that's much better. No, I mean, I think people do understand that even though I work at a classic rock station, I'm a much bigger R&B fan than anything else. I mean, I love the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and there are you know, a number of acts I really liked. But I was, I, I was pretty much raised on R&B, so... There's some songs they should retire on classic rock stations. Like what? Name one. Like, like uh, another one bites the dust. They should just retire that yeah. song, man. It's not even like a song at this point. Just it's retire like, it. 
I don't know. How about another one rides the bus? Could we play that? <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that song. See, I can't stand hey, Weird Al. I'm gonna sit by you. Absolutely another one insane. rides the bus. You don't like Weird Al? They don't play Weird. You guys don't play Weird Al. And no, instead of a guitar, he's using his accordion. <laughs> it's fantastic. There's also Thunder by ACDC. Yeah, it gets a little annoying after six hours. Thunderstruck, that's an awesome song. It is. It's a great song. It's too long. They play it over and over. ACDC is the the best rock and roll band in history, so it doesn't matter. Well, there you go. So he's like, overplay it all you Nobody will ever come close. (laughs) I don't care. I hope Tyre Carver didn't call Collect. (laughs) (laughs) No. What's going on, man? Not much. uh, Being the fact that it's cold and rainy out, it's the end of ice cream season, and... uh, just wanted to put it out there. We're having our free ice cream day again this Saturday. At, uh, it's going to be at Crescent Cove in Brooklyn Center. Crescent Cove. We should go. That's really close. Yeah. We can. But we yeah. can't. From, from one to three, we'll be uh, handing out ice cream. No charge. Really? That's, that's a pretty good that's deal. phenomenal. Well, you've always yep. been. It's give, give, give with you. That's all I know. Of course you had to do Somebody that while has to we do were it. on a diet. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. I can't have dairy right now. So. It's only small ice cream pieces. <laughs> small, small ice cream, ice cream pieces. Mm, I like it. Interesting. <laughs> so it's Saturday at what time? From 1 to 3. And then, and what's the location? Crescent Cove. Uh, it's our charity for this year. Um, it's a respite and hospice care center for kids. Where? And, uh, it's off of... Uh, Bass Lake Road and Brooklyn Boulevard, a little bit west of Brooklyn Boulevard. Oh, I, know exactly Bass Lake Road. I know exactly where it's at. I would at. love that. i got to come by and see it. I have to pay for mine. I can't take it for free because if you're going to give it for kids, i got to kick dough in. Mm. That works. A, you can make a contribution, can't you? Sure. That's when we're, we're going to give them our, uh, our check for the year during the event. So That is wonderful. One to three this Saturday at Crescent Cove, Bass Lake Road. Just west of Brooklyn. And it's not supposed to rain. On Saturday, it's not nope. supposed to. No. Nope. It's supposed it's to actually be good supposed to be nice out. Yeah, Saturday's a good day. Unlike today. By the way, I got off the show today. I had to go to uh, a bank in Plymouth, then a bank in Roseville, then to the radio station, and then come here. In the pouring rain, that was a real thrill, I will tell you that. Well, actually, it's better driving today in the rain because people aren't driving like maniacs. Oh, they're still pretty uh, not. Are they? Yeah, no, they're yeah. just driving like they never drove before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. So. That's very, very true. <laughs> Tyre, I, I hope to see you on Saturday. I don't think we have anything going, but Turtle Dove would be the judge of that. I think the kids and I might, actually. <laughs> Got to clear it with the wife. Come hang out with you. Oh, on Saturday? So well, Dan then they'd want can, to go up there. Dan can paint. What's he painting? Uh, his... Self-portrait. Stardust. Our ceiling had leaks, and he has to do, yeah. Why is your ceiling leaking? Last winter, there were leaks. Oh, because of ice dams? Yeah. A lot of ice dams last year, I heard. I had ice dams No, it actually wasn't ice dams. It was like there was humidity in our attic. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And there were, yeah, leaks, and so he has to paint the ceiling, and then he's going to paint the rest of the entryway. Tell him to cut the comedy. That's all I'm saying. All right, Tyre, we'll see you. and the whole family going to be there? Uh, well, for the beginning, all four of us will be there, but Dwayne's got a real job now. He uh, oh is now God. a licensed EMT, so he works for Alina hmm. Medical Service, and uh, he? he's an EMT now. How old is he? He just turned 18. Wow. I was going to say, what is he, like seven? <laughs> I was going to say, like 12 
12-year-old EMT. Long time. I mean, he was, so. yeah, he was like 10, I think, when I first met him. Yeah, it was uh, 12 when we first started it, so. There you go. My 12 God. when he was born. Yep. I was born. Yeah, I was born at 12. <laughs> Tyra, thank you, sir. Oh no! Thank you. Have a good uh, Have a good one, guys. Call. Oh, by the way, call in tomorrow on the on the morning show and tell us about the event too, will you? Sure. What time? Uh, whenever you're available. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank Bye. We disconnected. Can I can tell everybody what a great guy Tyre Carver mm-hmm. is and his whole family? <laughs> I don't want to tell him to his face. You know. I know. Every time he was in my area for the ice cream where, he, where he'd be at a place from like 1 to 3, mm. I was either not in town or I was busy doing something else. So I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I want to come see you. All right. Should I run <sighs> the, the weekly test past Melissa and L.A. Nick? Sure. You too. Both of you, mm. show me your weenus. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> look on Ellie's face. She knew what I was talking about. Hashtag me too. Of course I know what I was talking about when I was a kid. It was the funniest thing to just talk about. I never even heard of it when I was a kid. But the skin around your elbow is called your weenus. That loose skin. I had no idea. I just found out like a year ago. So (laughs) I went my whole life not knowing I had a weenus. She had a weenus My doctors told me what your tailbone's called and I was like with coccyx? Yeah, I'm like, what? She goes, <laughs> she goes your coccyx hurt? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> hey, Doc, I slipped and fell and I hit my weenus on my coccyx. I told her my very, very lower back hurt. She's like, does your coccyx hurt? I'm like, huh? Well, <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? It all depends. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not good. Uh, what are you going to do? Oh, the look what on his face was priceless when you asked him. <laughs> Huh? He's like, what? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm thinking of having a real real human body part or not contest on the KQ Morning Show. <laughs> There's some names I've just recently learned that I didn't know they existed. Like that one. Like Co- Like Coxic. I didn't know that. There's, there's, there's more anatomical too. terms than I think any one person could possibly. And my, and my doctor had explained, like, te- humans don't have tailbones. Well, well, we have tailbones, tail but they're vestigial. They're not actually like As everybody knows. Huh? Ellie and I are like, yes, they're vestigial. Did you know that? You they don't do anything. Dude. Vestigial means that they, they sit in vestiges. And everybody has a coccyx. Maybe. Yes, that's everybody true. Everybody has female. a coccyx. That's yeah. true. That's mm-hmm. very, very true. Andy, you should, would you write that game show for me for the morning show? <laughs> uh, Except come up with 15 terms, some of them real and some of them not real. Okay. You'll do it right now. Write it down, or else I will forget. It's too bad we don't do uh, we don't do uh, bumper sticker giveaways anymore. Show us your coccyx. <laughs> we need that on a T-shirt. Show us your weenus. <laughs> yeah. Everybody driving down the road. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. Um, boy, there's been some stuff coming up in the news lately. It's just we had a discussion this morning on why um, they now consider the Betsy Ross flag to be racist. And there were, there were slaves in all 13 colonies eventually, not very, it didn't really happen too much. Most of these slaves in the northern part of the 13 states were Native American, which that's, that's you talk about, that's all on the colonists because uh, the Spanish bought ships and the Arabs bought ships. Africans sold African people to the slave ships and then they came here. And they still do. 
And they still do. Yes, they do. Still selling slaves. They, they still selling slaves. That's exactly right. But in in the northern colonies, those Native Americans were not sold into anything. They just captured them and made them work for free. So I don't know. You know, the problem with that is, as soon as uh, the Revolutionary War was over, it took another thirty-one years for them to just end slavery in America completely. Oh, it'll take that long to end anything in America. That's what I was going to say. Try doing it today to take take at least thirty-one years. Absolutely. Anything you do takes thirty years in government. I don't know why that is, but it's true. In 2018, they're estimated 2.8 million people in slavery across the world. Across the world. In 2018. That is surprising. Oh, uh, actually, let me take that back. Well, known people, I suppose. 2.8 million people were slaves. Yeah, across in the world, yeah. In the world? Uh, that seems oh, no, wait a minute. Low. It says 2018 Global Slavery Index estimated that 2.8 million people were slaves in the country. Uh, it can't be that many in the United States. Not the United 2. States. 2.8, well, that's what one. Not unless your definition of slavery is extremely broad. Sex slaves. I suppose that's yeah. true. Sex slaves. Yeah, sex one, slaves, that's the right. The biggest one in, in um, the United States is sex slavery. It yeah. says here that the 30 million slaves around the world in 2019, 60,000 are in the U.S. 60,000. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, I could see that. That's like yeah. sex in the sex trade. Yeah, so it's like a thousand, a little over about twelve hundred per state. Yeah, in like the that. sex, in the, all in the sex trade. But that would be mostly California, Illinois, and New York. And there's people that hire I- illegal immigrants to do like kitchen work and stuff in their big fancy mansions, and they won't let them leave, or they'll report them. Oh, really? So yeah. they're kind of slaves too. Yeah, they're kind of. Yeah. Slaves they don't too. pay them crap. It happened. It was a big case recently. Like a lady exactly. escaped. An Asian lady escaped from oh, her really? rich. Yeah, that was this year. Also, the, um, the, what is it? Football, big football, NFL? Super Bowl. The oh. Super Bowl is very big for the sex slave trade. Oh, oh huge. absolutely. It's absolutely yeah. huge. huge. It is. Actually, when, when it was here, Minneapolis did a really good job. They had already, like, I think the, the week of the Super Bowl, like within the first two or three days, they'd already cracked down on some yeah. some operation in right. the U of M. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> speaking of speaking of U of M, pretty big area for sex. I work. took a pic- this picture today because this story came out today. Tom can read that headline. Yes, I, I did see that. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break, and we come right back. We have a guest, but we are going to get to uh, air pollution causes violence. So does cloud cover. Oh. Did they not know that's true? Cloud cover causes Hot violence. weather. Hot weather rain. causes violence. No. Yeah, rain causes violence. <laughs> People are violent, man. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh. Special guest coming up next with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. 
Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. This, one of the greatest songs ever written. Absolutely. And performed. Written by Bob Dylan, performed by Jimi Hendrix. Wonder where he would be Jim. today. Who, Jimmy? Yeah, if he didn't die. Probably doing some coke. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my guess. Just a guess, though. Ladies and gentlemen, the book is called Hunting the Caliphate, uh, America's War on ISIS and the Dawn of the Strike Cell. Dana J.H. Petard and Wes J. Bryant. Dana, Wes, how are you? You damn right. Doing really good. Thank you. Hey, Wes, how are you? Everything's good? Good. Yeah. And Dana was on the line. Yeah, Dana was on the line. I don't know if we lost him or what the deal was. Maybe he... So, how long have you known Dana, Wes? I have known him since 2014 when he was the command, the ground force commander of uh, the forces, U.S. forces in Iraq. Uh, we went in for the Iraq crisis. Well, that's wonderful. The reason I ask yeah. you that is how many times has he had to suffer through, have you ever been hoist on your own petard? I guarantee you he hears that all the time, doesn't he? Have you ever been what? Hoist on your own petard. It means basically hung from a yard arm. <laughs> we got to use that on him when he comes back on again, Wes. Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. What? what? Oh, because his confused. last name is Petard. His last name is Petard, yeah. Uh, Dana J.H. Hoist on his own Petard. And the H and J.H. could stand for Hoist. I was going to uh, tweet yesterday, is ISIS still a thing? Yeah, that's a good question, Wes. Is ISIS still a thing? ISIS is still a thing. Um, as a terrorist entity, for sure. Uh, you know, an act... Our guys right now are um, actively fighting ISIS on the ground in Afghanistan, oh, um, as well as still Iraq and Syria, even though as a state, you know, they're defeated. Right, um, right. So they don't hold that territory. They don't have the huge army that they did. I will tell you something that was a little disturbing, because today, obviously, being 9-11, 18-year anniversary of the attack on the World Trade Center, 
um, the morning show that I do, the the recording of that show, because apparently we were the first news outlet in the country that said this is not an accident, this is terrorism. Because at first they said that a small plane or a commuter jet lost control and smashed into the World Trade Center. And oh, once we saw the uh, the hole, I said there is no way a small plane made a hole that no, big. No way. Is it Dana? I think we oh, have yeah. Art trying to connect the call. Hold on. Let me oh, try this to, online. They're, gonna, they're trying to connect uh, Dana again, Wes. Yeah. So, so here's the problem I have, Wes. So I'm sitting there today. Oh, we got everybody. Dana, you with us now? I am with you. Dana's here. We've got Dana and Wes now. Dana, J.H. Petard, and Wes J. Bryant. We were just talking about ISIS, Dana, before you hopped on, and I was just talking about the fact that that 18 years ago today, I was on my morning show on KQRS in Minneapolis. We called it terrorism out of the box. Apparently, we were the first one to do it. Actually, that show was in the uh, Smithsonian, so I'm very, very proud of that. Actually, I seen a million comments today. I first heard wow. about it on KQRS. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. But the thing about that is, I can't tell you as a Minnesotan how. And by the way, I am in the fifth district in Minnesota. So I can't tell you how happy it makes me when my congressman says things about some people did something. I cannot tell you uh, how pissed off I was when she said that. I, do you know about that? Do you both know about uh, Ilan Omar saying that? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand yeah. where we uh, why we've gotten to a point now where three thousand people die for no reason, and somebody all these years later says, "Oh, some people did something." You mean like murdered three thousand people? You mean that thing? Did you see what the New York Times said? What? No. They said some airplanes took aim at the buildings. Took aim at the buildings. Some airplanes. When did not they, people or anything? When did they say it that? It was the, the it was earlier today. They said that today. Yeah, I think. Yep. Oh God. <clears throat> I think we're really in a, uh, a state of just heightened irresponsible speech is really mm-hmm. how I can put it. Um, yeah. From many people. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. In politics take and in news, you know. That's so funny that you bring that up because this morning I, I started railing on Hollywood politics and the news, the national news channels, because you sit and watch it and the flat-out lies yep. they tell just to get you to tune in or go see their movie. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's disgusting. It's all about making money. So all these people and what you two have been through, hunting the caliphate, uh, America's war on ISIS and the dawn of the strike cell is the name of the book. Dane is now with us. Wes, Wes has been with us. I, I just want to sit back and listen to your take on this because otherwise I'll just get angry and flip my laptop over and go home. Um, Dana, do you have anything? I like that, Wes. That was really nice of you. Dana, you usually no, don't have anything to say. What do you think? I didn't want to dominate it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Obviously, up to the day that America was attacked, and we were attacked by you know, terrorist organization Al-Qaeda, um, and nearly 3,000 Americans were killed uh, between uh, the Twin Towers in uh, New York City, in Pennsylvania, and the uh, and the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um and clearly, that was the, uh, the starting point for really America's entry into the global war on terrorism. Um, even though the terrorists had basically declared war on us earlier than that, um, if we recall the, uh, the twin bombings in Africa in 1998 of our two embassies, um, I believe one in Kenya, one in Tanzania, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, reflections on that is that uh, that that changed America and certainly the American military um, really forever um, from the, that day on. And we talk about that in the book. Uh, chapter one is 9/11 taking place and uh, what both West and I were doing um, different places in the country, but how that affected. Um, so many of us know because uh, then we were uh, going to be deployed over the next uh, uh, next decade or two. Um, the, the the situation sitting. Well, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, um, and you know, I'm glad you brought up this kind of subjectivity, really, in the voices that we hear, both in politicians and in the media, even though they're. There's some really good voices. There's some really good news and reporting as well. Um, but one of the motivations, one of the biggest motivations of this book um, was not just to tell a really good story because it is a really good story uh, and, and to tell that history, leave a legacy for all the men and women that did that job, um, but to educate the public and our politicians on how we actually waged that war and how we wage our wars today. Because uh, I was just... 20 years in in my career uh, doing that, going back and forth on deployments for the war on terror, I was amazed at how many government officials were just very ignorant to what was actually going on and how we wage our wars. And there's some ignorance and uh, just irresponsible statements made by senior politicians at times about what we're doing overseas, depending on how they feel about it um, politically. Is it because America's... uh basically the, well, I mean, you can call it, count on smaller countries, but um, we're a very wealthy country, a lot of leadership, a lot of things uh, that America has given to the world, like, unfortunately, I have to mention digital, but you're with us today because of digital, so I guess it's a good thing, but in other ways, it's so intrusive, it's unbelievable, but we did all of those things, I shouldn't say we, America did all of those things is that why they hate us so much? They single us out. They do attack other places, all the rest of it. But it's really America is the spot that they just hate. Why is that? Well, part of it, I mean, America is obviously uh, the leader of the free world. And many of those uh, terrorists had problems with their own government yeah. that they felt were propped up or supported by America. Uh, you take Osama bin Laden, who's from Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, he obviously felt very strongly that um, our support of the Saudi regime was part of the problem as far as they were concerned. And so it was more than just hitting us. It was the entire, you know, culture of the West okay. um, in their minds and their own governments um, that were supported by us. So the Shah of Iran, you can keep going down the list. It was all the support of those kinds of people that really... Well, Angered them. Wasn't all the people involved on 9-11 from Saudi Arabia? They were all Saudi, right? Uh, 15 of the, of the ni- I believe it, we can check on that, but 15 of the 19 uh, terrorists uh, mm-hmm. that were involved in 9-11 were from Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah. But so one thing you- we should differentiate, though, um, is that you know, all Muslims don't hate America at all. Now, there's over a billion right. Muslims right. Uh, throughout the world. Um, and, you know, there's countries like Indonesia, which has the largest Muslim population in the world, you know, 300 million. 
Um, India has the second largest population of Muslims, like over 150 million, as an example. Um, and, and many people do know that you know, America went to the aid of uh, primarily a majority Muslim populations in Bosnia and Herzegovina in 1995, in Kosovo, uh, Kosovo-Albanians, 90% of the population were Muslims um, in 1999. So, um, you know, the, the, the rhetoric that's out there that somehow it's a, a war against Islam or Islam's a fight against us, mm-hmm. that's just not correct. That's what I thought over the years. Um, that's the situation. But, but yeah, I, I think people like to do that anyway. In America right now, and I'm, I'm not getting too far off topic here, it's just the way they like to point fingers right now, to be a white man in America is uh, is not supposed to be a good thing. Well, you know, uh, my son is sitting to my left here. He's 32 years old, and he's a white guy, and he's a great kid. So some some of us are good guys. Uh, why do they? Why is it that they like to claim that all Muslims hate American? That all white men are horrible? That all you know? Why why the sweeping generalization? Why is that part of it? <laughs> in some ways, that's human nature to do this kind of generalization. I guess. generalization, but it's it's incorrect. Um, right. We as a country need to recapture that spirit following 9-11 of the unity we had in our country. Um, uh, America was behind uh, its president at the time, President Bush. Right. Um, and you could feel it. We were unified. Yeah, I think that's very true, and I wish we'd get back to those. We, we get a lot of uh, – I was, I was telling Wes, Dana, before you, you hopped on – that I've hosted. Oh, by the way, uh, Dana, I want you to make me, uh, you know, feel a little worse about myself because after 34 years of active duty, Dana J. H. Petard, uh, retired from the U.S. Army, uh, Major General. In that same uh, 34 years where you became a Major General, I was a disc jockey on a morning show. So thanks a lot for making <laughs> me feel good, Dana. I'm really proud of myself. Major, Major General or or disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a good thing. It's, it's about uh, we have a country where you can do all sorts of things because we have that kind of security. Yes. Um, so I'm proud that you were a disc jockey during that period of time because that meant that we collectively were doing our job. We were indeed. I guess I'm a talk show host, not really a disc jockey. I don't. I'm not. It's a talk show. We play a little bit of music, but. I just uh, I love the whole take on it, and I think it I think it's very very important that the two of you do what you're talking about uh, because you're right. We, we're in a situation once again where where you talk about Islam, you got people that go, oh, they did absolutely nothing wrong, no, nothing, no Muslims ever did anything, and then on the other side you have, oh, Muslims, they're all they all hate us and they're all horrible people. Once again, the extreme. Uh, and I don't know if that was brought on by digital, by Twitter, by Hollywood, by the the nightly news. What I don't know why it always has to be so extreme. It, it's very upsetting. People love people love to hate. They just do, I guess. They love to hate. I find it really sad. Yeah, I, I think we can look at our past wars and we see the same examples. It just it's exacerbated even more with our you know massive quick communications that we have today. But uh, you know we know. After World War II, with the thoughts uh, regarding the Germans, and then you know I have family members that were on the ground in Vietnam. Um, you know we know the the massive uh, prejudice against the Vietnamese, especially yeah. by yeah. Uh, the Vietnam War fighters, which is understandable. But you know I have a, a uncle I'm really close to. He, he's talked about that and talked about how how long it took him to realize 
wait, I had, I had one enemy and it wasn't all of these people. And I think that's just cyclic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Uh, by the way, but, uh, we also have to remember. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. I think we also have to remember, and it's something that uh, came up in our book, and that is that the majority of people that ISIS killed and terrorized were Muslims. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, ISIS was this extremist Sunni sect um, of of uh, of Islam, um, and they terrorized the Shias. Um, I mean, it, it brought strange bedfellows uh, together, but they they killed more Muslims than anybody else. And that's exactly uh, during that period of time. I should mention, by the way, also, West Bryan is a former Special Operations Forces Tactical Air Control Party Joint Terminal Attack Controller, a member of the elite ground combat force of the U.S. Air Force who serve as combat air power specialists. So, by the same token then, Wes, if I get in a bar fight, I probably shouldn't do it with you. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, unfortunately... Kind of. Unfortunately, I don't have all those tools available when I'm, uh, when I'm back home. So. <laughs> okay. Well, it all works out in the end, so, though, it does. Yes. A JTAC without, yeah, without a radio uh, or close air support overhead is just uh, another guy on the ground. <laughs> well, that'd be great. I get in an argument with Wes, and he calls Wait, in an airstrike. You know, I want to talk, remember everything. very humble. If you went out of JTAC kill. He's a black belt in Kung Fu. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I feel so much better about myself after talking to you two. That's just great. <laughs> just I keep hearing, hearing everybody say, remember the 3,000 people that died. But remember, people are still dying from 9-11. Yeah, they, Every single day, guy. someone dies from 9-11 still. Smoking so and the, stuff? The, the, oh, that's yeah. Cancers. It's, it's, it's a lot of people. Lot of so the number in. keeps going up daily. It does indeed. Dana J.H. Petard and Wes J. Bryant. The book is called Hunting the Caliphate. America's War on ISIS and the Dawn of the Strike. So I love your take on this, that it's not, these are the bad guys and they're all bad guys. That's not what you guys are all about. And I think that really, really helps humanize this. And maybe people could read your book and realize this is not us against them. It's us against a select few. I'm really glad you point that out. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah, this has been great. All the best. Can you even imagine going through what they went through? Oh, God. Can you, can you comprehend it at all? It's like, this guy. That be, just... You get in an argument about the Vikings <laughs> at a bar, and he calls in an airstrike on you. <laughs> what do you think? That's going something. through Syria and Afghanistan, not know. knowing what's on the other side of the hill. and yep. just, It's got to be brutal. You are correct. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. <laughs> 